Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Father, we thank you this morning for your precious word. We thank you for the anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage. I pray this morning for the spirit of understanding. I pray that the spirit of honor would remain in this house and that your name be glorified in all that we do think and say. Thank you for the joy once again of ministering to these, your people. Thank you, my God, that I don't have to preach. I get to preach, and it's a joy serving you. We bless you today in Jesus' name. We all agree and say amen and amen. I'm going to lay a foundation this morning concerning the spirit of honor. And the title of my series this season is called Honor for Honor. It's called Honor for Honor. It's found in 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30. I please need you to pay attention and take good notes. It will save your marriage. It will save your home. It will save your future. I'm in the book of Samuel. Therefore the Lord God of Israel says... He said, indeed, that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me. We'll get into the depth of what happened around this thing on another day. I just want to lay a foundation. It says, for those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me, shall be lightly esteemed. Honor for honor. God, when he deals with your life and mine, the church, a nation, a people, a family, he says it's honor for honor. If you honor me, I will honor you. If you don't, all your prayer requests, all of your life will be light. Wouldn't matter to the Lord. I want my prayers to matter before God. I need my family to matter before the Lord. I need my spiritual walk to matter before God. Everything about my life, if you want your life to matter spiritually and become weighty in the spirit, then you have to learn and understand the principle, the culture, the spirit, the spirit of honor. Everything of value is guarded by an obstacle. Overcome the obstacle and you get the treasure it's guarding. So Proverbs 25 and verse 2 says, It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. But the glory of kings is to search out a matter. So God would hide things, not from you, but for you. He's expecting you and I to come into His presence and to find out why we're not moving forward, find out why our lives are not progressing, find out why there's no breakthrough, ask Him about the money, ask Him about your marriage, ask Him about your children, ask Him, what are you doing when you do that? You are searching out the matter because it's the glory of God to conceal it. But it's our glory to look out and go and search for a matter, to go and find out why is this thing the way it is? Why are we still in this tent? 
Is no one else asking? Am I the only one asking? God is dealing with me and dealing with this church that you are dealing with the spirit and the culture and the principle of honor. So if your life is not progressing, it's not God's trying to test and see how long you can hang by your thumbs until Jesus comes. You were supposed to go and inquire from the Lord, what is this thing that I'm seeing? What is this thing about? Your father will speak to you. Somebody say amen. And if you want to know what matters to God, then look for the activity of Satan himself. There's a generation that is dying. There's a generation that is failing. All because they do not understand the culture, the spirit, the principle of honor. If there was one message I had to preach for the rest of my days, this would be the message. If God is saying, pick one. Pick one. It wouldn't be your payday. It would be honor. I mean, payday comes out of honor, but it's the spirit of honor. I'm going to help you build some blocks in your life this morning, and I'm going to teach you some things that's going to really help you. Give me Matthew chapter 16 and verse 30. It's going to make sense in a minute. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? He's giving them a hint. He's giving them a tip. He's helping them point them in a direction. He says, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They, so they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say I am, that I am? Simon Peter answered and said to him, he says, number one, you are the Christ. You're the son of the living God. Jesus, and said to him, blessed. Because you now have a revelation of who I am. He says, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. That's level number one. Then he says, he says, and. He says, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock. He didn't say call the, the church the rock of Peter. He says, here's the revelation. He says, on this rock of revelation, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall prevail against it. So he asked the question, who am I? He says, you're the Christ. He says, that's good. And. It's number two. Watch. And. It's number three. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Watch now. You are the Christ. Level one. I'm now going to build my church. It's level two. And I'll give you keys to the kingdom. Is level three. Are you with me this morning? It's important that you understand it. Because the church is not the kingdom. The church is the vehicle through which the kingdom moves. 
He's making a distinction. He's trying to show you that there's a difference between the church and the kingdom. So he says, I will build my church. I will decide who are apostles, who are prophets, who are pastors, who are evangelists, who are teachers. He says, I will build my church. I make my selection. I choose. Because it's my church. And he says, and the gates of hell will not prevail. So if you selected the five, which is 5% of the church, what about the 95% of the church that are not pastors, not evangelists, not apostles, not prophets, not teachers? What about them? They were supposed to function in the kingdom. He's supposed to give you keys to the kingdom. I want you to understand that this morning. He says, the church is mine and I'm going to decide who will be the pastors and the fivefold ministry. But I'm going to add to the 95% I'm going to give sons and daughters keys to the kingdom. I'm not going to give them a business. I'm going to give them an authority to walk as sons and daughters that whatever they bind on earth is bound in the heavenlies. Whatever they bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever they loose will be loosed. Here's the deal. You cannot give keys to babies. Because if you put the keys in your child's hand and you leave them overnight, they will lock what must be opened. And they'll unlock what should have been locked. So you can't trust keys to babies. I'm dealing with the culture, the principle, and the spirit of honor. So when God... I want to show you this because I want you to know that the end game is that you walk with an authority, that you walk with an understanding that there is something about my life that is completely different because God gives keys to sons. I'm not talking about you coming to church. He says, I'll build my church. We gather on a Sunday morning, but what do you do from Sunday afternoon until next Saturday night? You're functioning as a son of God in the kingdom of God. I have a word for you this morning. Let's keep going. So you now understand that why we are building you, we are creating building blocks inside of the sons and daughters. And why when you look at the thread throughout the three building blocks, the one thing is common is that there is a spirit of honor flowing through all of it. If you do not grasp this called honor, the principle of honor, you, you, you will fail in life and you will never receive the key. Or maybe you do receive the key, but you will lose it. It will be taken from you. Because you need to function. If God's going to put a, this key in your hand, you're going to have to understand the principle of honor. 
the principle of honor. So, let's understand it. Let's unpack it. So, wisdom is the ability to recognize difference. Are you recognizing difference this morning? Give me a better shout and say amen. I'm trying to show you through scriptures. Wisdom is the ability to recognize difference. That's what Jesus did when he was explaining to Peter. He was saying, first get revelation of me. He says, you're the Christ. Don't worry what other people say. He says, okay, so you honor me as the Christ. And he says, now here's what I'm going to add to your revelation. The church. And if you get the church honor right, I'll add to you the keys of the kingdom. Because the church is not the kingdom. And you must understand that. Because you keep on saying, I'm going to church. No, you are the church. You are the church. So wisdom is the ability to recognize difference. Difference in people, difference in moments, difference in places, and in seasons. Difference in monies. That this piece, when I get my money in, 10% belongs to the Lord. What am I doing? Wisdom is the ability to recognize difference. That's not mine, that's God's. There is a difference between a time and a season. And we've been speaking about that. Because to everything, there is a season. Time for every purpose under heaven. That's how God functions. So there's a difference between a time and a season. And you know that. And if you do what's right in time, your season's coming with great increase. Uh, I'm Pastor Max. Is this, I'm in the right church this morning. Give a better feedback this morning why would you need wisdom why did you need to discern difference so you may know whom to honor what is honor honor is the the willingness to reward people for their difference that's why you're in church on Sunday morning because Sunday morning is different to any other morning what are you doing? You're honoring God by separating your Sunday morning and saying, this is not time for mug and bean. This is time for the Word. And that's good. What are you, that, what are you doing? You, 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 you're separating days. Now you must learn to separate monies. You must now learn, because if somebody's failing financially, I can show you a place where they've, they fail to honor. If somebody's failing spiritually, I can, I can tell you they're failing because they've not learned to separate the voice, their own voice and God's voice. If somebody's failing in their marriage, I can show you somebody who does not understand the spirit of honor because the Bible says in Hebrews that the bed is honorable. You watch somebody who is failing in life you can point it back to a place of dishonor. Look throughout scriptures everywhere. Any person who dishonored failed. Naturally, spiritually, before God. So, you want to have wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And then you want to have wisdom to recognize difference. And why do you want to recognize difference? So you may know whom to honor. So you may know what to honor. The difference between the poor and the prosperous is whom they've chosen to honor. 
Our prisons are full because of dishonor of the laws. If you, if you are poor or failing relationally, then you have never been taught how to honor people and relationships. If you are poor or failing financially, then you've never been taught how to about honoring God with your money. Proverbs 3 verse 9 says, Proverbs 3 9 says, Honor the Lord with your substance. Honor the Lord with your possessions. And with the first fruits of your increase. Wow. So what? So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Honor the Lord with your possessions. Honor the Lord with your possessions. When you get a brand new car, what do you do? You go and you have the car blessed. Why are you doing that? You're honoring the Lord with your possessions. When you buy a new house, what do you do? You have a place where you say, come in, bring your family in, have the bride going or the barbecue, and you bring people in and you begin to honor the Lord and give Him your house. You give Him your car. You say, use it for your glory. We've been in that house. We started the home sale in that place. We started the church in that place. The first day God gave us that house, it was to honor the Lord in that house. It's, you can point every success to a place of honor. A person who's dishonorable, I can't stomach in my presence. And I, I, even, you, you can't even correct the, some of those people because they're dishonorable in their dealings. I had another young man, well, maybe not so young, but he walked into the church and he comes in here for a woman. And he's been trying to pretend like he loves the Lord and wants to fast and dry his lips. But he's after this woman. And the one day she doesn't come to church, in the middle of worship, he gets up from here and he leaves. I said to him, I don't ever want to see this boy in my presence ever again. Because it's dishonorable. And that's why he's failing and he doesn't even know why. You don't, I, I, anything about dishonor, it's like it's everything inside of me. I can't explain it. It's a God thing that God does inside of me. That I just, somebody who is like, I would get into someone's face and say, don't do that. Not to your father, not to your spiritual father, not to God. Because I'm fighting for a generation's future. If somebody is failing, go back and trace it to their dishonor. I can guarantee you. Ah, the pastors just want your money. Your dishonor you can keep. You will fail with it. Apostles' appreciation. Apostles' appreciation. Let me show you the scripture. 1 Timothy 5.17. You mustn't let people get into your presence concerning dishonor. Don't allow people. Parents, listen to me. If you've taught your children to honor you, you've taught them well. If you teach them the spirit of honor, you've taught them well because they'll never fail. They'll never fail. They will never fail in this life. The spirit of dishonor, you've got to, uh, you've got to arrest that thing. You're going to kill that thing with everything. Go look throughout scriptures. I'm going to run out of, out of time, not out of message. It's full in the Bible of people that have honored God and succeeded and people who have dishonored God and failed. You start from Adam and Eve. Because they dishonored God and His Word and they failed. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the Word and doctrine. What's this pastor's appreciation? And you watch these people with their big mouths on social media. This thing's, what's this pastor's appreciation? 
The one said, ach, maar die paas ons ook gebles word. As man die hulle soek, are you kidding me? It says, why are we doing it publicly? Is because there's a generation that's never had a father that's honored God, that's never had parents that honored God, and I want them to demonstrate it here in the house. You clap your hands like you believe this this morning. You clap your hands because we are instilling the spirit of honor inside of them. It's our culture. It's why we do what we do. I don't need you to honor me. I don't. I really don't. You need to do it. Because I don't make you my son. You make me your father. And if I'm your father, Malachi chapter 1, I think it's verse 3. Malachi chapter 1. Give me. Where are we? Verse 6. A son honors his father. That means anytime you instill a father, a, a spiritual father, your natural father, your heavenly father, everything about that environment demands honor. He says a prophet is without honor. But it's expected that when a father's installed, when the software is installed, there should be honor. You can't call me father and, 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 and not honor. Now I'm speaking about not money. And please, I'm not talking about that. When you're dealing with the spirit of honor, there's two things when God gives you a father. One is for correction and two is for direction. I never knew who I was until I met with my spiritual father. I never knew which direction to go until I met with him. Until I begin to honor him. Until I begin to walk with the fathers that I see and I begin to honor the fathers. Dr. Miles has been there. Dr. Bill Winston is in there. Pastor Ray McCauley is in there. These are fathers that I honor in the faith. Why? Because I need correction and I need direction. Because I'm dealing with my destiny. And anytime, I, I'm telling you, the spirit of honor has taken me places I would have never, my money could never have taken me. Neither my education. And people are failing because they don't understand the spirit of honor. Now, you're very quiet this morning, and it's a good thing. He says, a son honors his father. Oh, but he was a drunkard. Does the Bible say he was a drunk? Does it care? Does not matter. You don't teach your children, women, to go and dishonor their father. Because they, I would not have been here, even if my father was a drunkard. I would not have been here if it wasn't because of his seed. You are quiet. You have to fix the dishonor in your heart. And some of you have been through such challenges with your natural father. That's why God gave you a spiritual father. When you look at David, David's whole, his whole future was on lockdown until he met his spiritual father, not his natural father. His natural father was embarrassed about him. But David honored his spiritual father. If I am your father, a son honors his father and a servant his master. If I then am your father, where is mine honors? Because God's expecting you to honor him. And I tell you, for every single man in this place, you're expecting your children to honor you. I'm talking to mothers as well. You're expecting it. And the reason why they're failing is because they, you're not allowing them to honor you. You don't let them be disrespectful to you. Not because of you, because of their future. You don't allow them to be rude and just let it pass. Speak to your mother like that. Swear in the, who are you? 
What are you doing? You don't speak to your mother that way. You don't speak to your father that way. What are you doing? You are correcting them around honor. Ah, but he's always drunk. Whose business is that? Your business. Oh, he never goes to church. Whose business is that? Your business. You are not supposed to do anything else except honor him. And the whole kingdom is built on honor. And if you want to live in this kingdom and you want to receive the supernatural and you want to receive the blessing of the Lord, then the thing that you must put in your heart is the spirit of honor. I'm watching people fail. Come in here, got their healing, married them, counseled them, spend hours, years with them. And one day they get up, not even a thank you or a goodbye. Now, I'm not crying about that because God has sent amazing people like yourself to this church. Clap your hands. It's okay. I dealt with the spirit of rejection. I've gotten over rejection a long time ago. People do that. They, you can't be in ministry and, not, and, and, and weep over the spirit of rejection. Who doesn't like you? Please, man, whether you're born again or not, there's somebody who doesn't like you. And it's going to be all right. Tell your neighbor, it's still going to be all right. Amen. They don't like you, but it's still going to be all right. Amen. Amen. The point around that thing is that you mean to tell me that God, you walk through these doors. You're single. You're sick. you got no house. you got no job. You serve. You do what you do. And one day, with your arrogant self, you turn around and you send me a message called me Maxwell Holland. I was at the altar with you, praying for you, for your marriage, your wife, counseled you. My wife, we spent all that. And you turn around, you do that. You think you're going to live. Your marriage is going to live. I'm watching a boy that did this thing to me the other day and took my name and did what he did. The battles I fought in my marriage, when you honor somebody who has gone through a space, the battles that they fought to get where they were, you don't have to fight. You don't have to fight. Because it's called that when I honor somebody, I receive the grace upon their lives to come into me. This youngster comes from such a terrible background, does what he does. Turns around now, and apparently he's gay now. Breaking away from his wife. You cannot go and think that you can dishonor people and then still live. Any place dishonor is in an environment, you'll find death. You'll find that people cannot make it in life. So, let me, get, let me get into this thing. So last week when we did this, pastor's appreciation, they took, because that day, out of the 365 days of the year, we took one Sunday and we said, this is for pastor's appreciation. People stood in Tuesday until about 1.30. It was amazing. Missed, the, missed the, 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 the rugby and all that, but it was their moment to honor. And when I woke up Monday morning, the Lord said to me, operating system installed. Because, please hear me today. You cannot use a Sunday once in a month to honor. That's like you starting an app and say, I'm, I just need to play. Give me one of the games that they play. Candy Crush. No, I'm talking about my crush. I'm talking about my, the crush that I have on you. You can't play it like an app when you want to. It must become part of your operating system. 
you must download the latest software. You must upgrade your life and say from today, uh, I've, this statement, listen to this, listen to this. Uh, you cannot, uh, come on Holy Ghost, help me. The Lord gave me a word, He says, installation complete. Because anybody who starts to create and say, my operating system from today is the spirit and the culture of honor, then everything that I do comes from that operating system. So any app I load on their business, we win. Marriage, we win. My walk with God, we win. Healing in my body, we win. Why? Because everything that I do, when I sow my seed, when I walk with God, everything comes from an operating system called honor. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference between honoring on a day and being a person of honor. Honor mustn't become part of your life. Honor must become your life. When people see you, they cannot say this person knows how to honor. No, it must be this person is an honorable person. This means it's not an app to download and play with on a pastor's appreciation service. It must be the operating system that makes everything work in your life. Your giving, your serving, your husband, your wife, your watching, everything that you're doing is going to come from this place. It's called an upgrade. So glory be to God. When you study David's life and you see what God is doing in the earth, you'll discover that David became the greatest king that Israel ever had because this boy went from year to year as king because of one thing only. He had the spirit of honor inside of him. God says, I found a man after my own heart. He takes David. He then moves David into Hebron. is where the church is. Then he moves David into being a king. And he gives him the kingdom. Are you with me? Now watch. David's whole attitude towards life was about honoring God. Huh. There is a king. Second, second Samuel. Holy Ghost, where are we? Chapter 6. You there, guys? Work with me. I'm trying to think where I was. Again, David gathered all the choice men of Israel, 30,000 of them. David's now king. He's installed as king. Give me my, my phone. I needed to move beyond the scriptures quickly. I'm with you. Just track with me. Watch. In 2 Samuel... David comes from this place. Uh, give me verse 15. Let me see you this thing. Holy Spirit. This is powerful. There is a king before David. His name is King Saul. King Saul disobeys God. The people are crying for a king. King Saul comes up. He takes the people. He's installed as a king. But the presence of the Lord and the culture of honor is not in his, in his kingdom. He's operating, consulting with people, not concerned about the presence of God, not concerned about 
if God is being honored in His presence. Many people build businesses this way. They don't consult with God. They don't go and inquire from the Holy Spirit. They don't move. They move on their own. My flesh wants me to. No, no, I'll do this thing. And they violate this whole kingdom and its, and its, its principles of honor. And they fail in life. So this man is operating as a king. But God has already raised himself up another man called David. So David and all the house of Israel, Saul dies, right? The king dies. David's first move, because he's sitting up here, he's now functioning in the kingdom. He goes with the whole house of Israel. They bring the, they bring the ark out of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. This is important to understand. Part of David's prize, he got money, he got access for killing Goliath, access into the palace, new relationships, and he gets given the king's daughter. Her name is Michal. David goes, he says, this king has been operating in this kingdom without the presence of God, without honoring God. His first stop as a king is not to have a party. His first stop is to go and say, let's go and find the Ark of the Covenant, bring the presence of God back into the house. It's his first stop. What's David doing? He's instilling a new culture of honor for all the people. He's teaching all the people how to honor God. So David goes and he takes, and the first stop, we'll speak about that another day, when he makes a mistake in the way he carries the glory of God, and the people die. After three months, God blesses this house. Obed-Edom, he goes back and he goes and fetches the Ark of the Covenant. Watch this. Now as the Ark, David comes home. And what's he doing? The presence of the Lord is here. And he begins to dance. And he's making a song. And he's worshipping the King of Kings. Because now as a king, where he is, he's installing the new software. He's downloading the upgrade. He's putting in the culture of honor in this place. Why? Because it's going to help everybody in our, the whole church. Now as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord and she despised him in her heart. There's the key of honor. All honor flows from the heart. Give you one more scripture. One more scripture. Matthew chapter 15 verse 8. Matthew 15 8. We'll come back to that. These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. That means I can come to church and I can sing songs, but my heart's not in it. That's dishonorable before the Lord because all honor flows from the heart. All honor comes from the heart. You can go and make a plate of food for your husband, but you do it in a dishonorable way. There's no reward in that. You can put an offering in the plate and say, oh man, they're always looking for money. Keep it. There's no reward. You're being dishonorable before the Lord. God wants everything to come from your heart. If you're going to honor God, you have to honor God. From your, that's why I don't get it when people come late to service. You come late. Is that not dishonorable before the Lord? 
Tell me, if you go for an interview and you are late, God less important than your boss? Just ask him. Just ask him. You need to install the software for your boss, for your friends, for your pastors, for your father, for your mother, for God. You've got to operate on a different system. So David comes home. Go back to me now, with me now, to 2 Samuel chapter 6, where we were. And David is installing the new software. Watch his wife. Remember, she despises him in her heart. So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David erected for it. David brings offerings. What's David concerned about? The presence of the Lord only operates in a place where there's honor. So your offerings, your worship, all that you do for the Lord, David is showing us what honor's all about. He brings peace offerings before the Lord. And when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. He distributed amongst the people and there was, there was breakthrough. Go, keep on going. Where am I? Verse 20. Then David returned to bless his house. You go to the house of God first. You put in God first. You put in your offering first. You put in your worship first before you go to your own house. You don't pay your own bills first. You honor God first with your money. You quiet. Am I in the right church this morning? You don't want to hear that this morning. Okay. David put the house of God first. First things first. You do not come first. In honor, you are not the first person. In honor, you honor the Lord. If you are a man of honor, then everything that I receive, all that comes from God's hand, means that I don't put me first. I wake up in the morning, that means it's the air that He gave me to breathe and He gave me another day. I then wake up and I bless Him. Is there anybody willing to praise the Lord this morning? Come on, this is Sunday morning, the first day of the week. Praise Him and bless Him like you were alive this morning. You must be concerned about any man that doesn't honor God because he will never honor you. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, not the wife of David. Not the wife of David. He's married to this woman, but she's called the daughter of a man who doesn't know how to honor God. Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, how glorious. I mean, are you king? Why do you dance like a crazy man up here? How, how glorious was the king of Israel today? Uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants as one of the base fellows. Shamelessly uncovers himself. You're acting like just an ordinary person. Are you not the pastor of the church? Why should you, you behave when you come into the presence of God? And now I'm, I'm married to you. You're an embarrassment. That's what she was saying. David turns around and says, so David said to Michael, it was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house 
to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord. Come on, let's clap our hands this morning before the Lord. You clap your hands like you believe you are honoring the Lord this morning. You honor Him with your money. You honor Him with your lips. You honor Him from your heart. You clap your hands like you need to bless the Lord this morning. You cannot live in the kingdom of God without the spirit of honor. Honor has rewards. Dishonor has got consequences. Look at the consequences. Next verse. And I'll be even more undignified than this. David says, you know what? You and your father doesn't even understand the presence of God. Let me hear me today. Even if your father never served the Lord, there's no excuse for you not to worship the king. Even if your father and your mother, you've never seen it. I'm bringing to the church, God brings you in here because what's God doing? There's no excuse for someone not wanting to worship the Lord. Oh, I was born Catholic. Oh, I was born. We come up with all this kind of stuff. Where is honor in that? This is where the churches are positioned. Kingdom Life Embassy don't feature up here. The kingdom features up here. When all the churches finally come together and understand we were a divided house. So I can say, no, I'm Protestant. No, I'm Baptist. No, I'm this one. I'm Methodist. In the kingdom of God, everybody's title disappears here. Up here, everybody's title disappears because God's busy with a kingdom thing. And I'll prove it to you now in Scripture and then we can end. I'll even be more undignified than this and I'll be humble in my own sight. But as for the maidservants of whom you've spoken, by them I'll be held in honor. Ooh, there's a beautiful secret right there. I can't force you to honor me. David stood there in his own house, married this woman, saw what, she saw what he did with Goliath and what God was doing. David, you, men, you can't for, there's no real honor in you forcing people to honor you. If you don't think me worthy or double honor or whatever, keep it. I'm never coming to your house to come and tell you to honor me. Never. David puts it straight. By them I'll be held in honor. Why? It's the kingdom. It's a kingdom. And in the kingdom of God, there must be honor in our midst. Watch the consequences. Next verse. Therefore, Michael, the daughter of Saul, not the wife of David, had no children to the day of her death. Somebody who does not know how to honor, here are, here are the consequences. You remain unfruitful in the kingdom of God. You'll try stuff and you'll try a business, you start up something, and, but your whole spirit of dishonor is affecting your whole life. And you start the business and it fails. Then I'm doing a little bit and there's no grace. Then I want to try something, then I must borrow more money, then I must go to someone else. What is the real problem? The real problem is the spirit of dishonor. You don't hear that this morning. But I let, I'm let you, I'm let you preach. Let, let, me, let me preach. Let me be your pastor. You're watching people fail spiritually because God brings them up into a place of where they need to promote them and give them keys. But because they have dishonor, Judas cannot stay up here because he is dishonorable. Now let me end. You're really quiet, and there's no amens, and I'm going to end. Okay, fine.
Watch now. If God is your Father, where are mine honors? There's something happening around people that God is taking and putting up into the kingdom. Look around you. Kanye West. God takes a boy, has an encounter with God, puts a key in his hand to unlock the arts and entertainment. Give me the seven mountains mandate. This is not the church. This is changing cultures. Are you with me? When you are changing cultures, there are seven mountains that affects every single one of us, every community across the globe. You'll find seven mountains. The seven mountain mandate is there's business, there's government, there's media, arts and entertainment, education, family, and religion. These are seven mountains that is influencing communities. When the church gets involved in raising up sons and daughters and them teaching them honor, they come up into the kingdom and they are given keys. All of a sudden, you got this hip-hop thing going with Kanye West. And it's completely different to church. Because God's moving in this boy's midst. Because God's put in his hands keys. <laughs> Let me show you. Listen to this. I studied, got this this morning. There is no doubt Kanye West has already interrupted popular culture with his very public conversion to Christianity. Yet it's not been seen if the entertainment mogul's new gospel-infused album, Jesus is King, will lead people to salvation. But one thing is for sure, it's leading them to Google. Watch. The 11-track album is chock full of Bible references. And according to Bible Gateway, online searches for scripture, passages, and faith-based phrases in the songs have spiked since the record was released in late October. Google searches for Jesus and what do Christians believe also jumped last week around the same time. Jesus is king was trending on the internet. No, now you shout and give God praise because I am training you up. I'm training the sons and daughters how to function. What does he touch? He touch arts and entertainment. He's changing the culture. What's he doing? How do you change the culture? By honoring Jesus. Because there's honor in your heart. Justin Bieber. Crazy in the way he's moving. But the boy goes and he gets married. What's he doing? There's another mountain he's touching. Family mountain. He's changing the culture. So somebody who is even a great singer doesn't think well, it's all about girls and sex is thinking, I need to follow that boy. I'm also going to find one wife. I'm going to get married. They're touching the family mountain. I go to Atlanta. God saves this man. It's not been many years. Tyler Perry is in the media taking over the world. 
with the culture of the kingdom. What is common amongst them all? The spirit of honor. It's amongst every single one of them. Let me read something for you. <laughs> Sia Kolisi. Even as he found fame and professional success as one of the top rugby players in the world, Sia struggled to find, to feel grounded. In an article written by Sports Magazine, Sia wrote about finding his way back to faith. God has been preparing me for such a time as this. While struggling with a lot of things personally, temptations, sins, and lifestyle choices, I realized I wasn't living according to what I was calling myself, a follower of Christ. I was born again, but I was not honoring the King. I was born again, but I wasn't honoring God with my lifestyle. What did He do? He changed His heart. He never got saved. He changed his heart. And when you change your heart, you change your choices of where your money goes and what you speak and where you hang out with. What was he doing? He was honoring God. Let me finish. I was getting by. Some of you are only getting by. But I hadn't decided to fully commit myself to Jesus Christ and start living according to His way. That's an honor from the heart. Please hear me. Something I was struggling with in my personal life was exposed to the public. Up to that point, everything I was fighting against was hidden. But when my sin was exposed, I knew I either had to change my life or lose everything. I decided to lose my life and find it in Christ. No shout! You are not hearing the Spirit of God. Being born again is not enough. He installed a software called honor. Walking alongside a spiritual mentor, I've been able to discover the truth and saving power of Christ in a whole new way. This new life has given me a peace in my heart I had never experienced before. Now that I've given everything to God, nothing else affects me. I now live and play with the freedom of knowing His plan will always happen. And at the end of the day, that's all I care about. God will walk past the All Blacks, the all whites, the all coloreds, the all down and outers, the all messed up, to find somebody who's willing to honor him and put a key in his hand. To put a key in that person's hand. So that when I pick up the trophy and I see the armbands and I hear the man's voice and I hear what he's saying, what's he doing? He's bringing honor to his father. That's what the Lord's been speaking to me about this morning. I've said all of that to say this to you this morning. In this house, God told me this morning, there are keys available for sons. Not for bastards. 
Not for people that don't honor. Not for an orphan. Not for somebody who's playing church. These people that come up here, this for sons only. They change the culture. Let me tell you, in our midst, there are billionaires. Shout it all you want. No, 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 shout it all you want. I am telling you that you need to grow up. I am telling you that your dishonor is your problem. I am telling you this morning, it's dishonor that's keeping you from flowing in what God has got for you. Will God take care of you? Of course He would. Because the rain falls on the just and the unjust. I'm not talking about your little bread that you're looking for. I'm not talking about the loaf of bread that you're going to come and celebrate. I've got a job. Wonderful for you. The question is, do you honor God? The question is, can we find a son and a daughter in our midst that can unlock this thing, not for your own business, for the kingdom of God? Is there somebody that God can entrust with a hundred million dollars? No, don't shout amen. You've got to ask yourself, am I being honorable in all my dealings? Can God trust me with a key? If I sit and tell you the testimony of what's happening around Aaron and Brian, it's crazy. A year ago, in January, in the middle of a service, God says, take your keys out, put it in the hands of Aaron and let her know, I'm opening up media to her. Listen to me. She's going to rank in the first or second in our nation concerning media. This is not for babies. You got a problem of giving an offering? You got a problem honoring me? The whole kingdom's built on honor. You got a problem with a thousand rand? Little, why? God's just testing the hearts of people. This wasn't even about it. The money, the offering, the appreciation. It's just to help you understand that you need to install the software called honor everywhere you go. Not for your pastor only. It's only the beginning. I'm only teaching you. You must take this into your job. You must take this into your marriage. You must take this into your relationships. You must take this into everywhere you go. Your time that you come to church, the how you handle your business, how you handle any partner that comes alongside me, people want to do things with me. I ask, so who's your father? Show me. Your dishonor is exposing you, man. It's exposing what's in your heart. You're saying amen, amen, and you're speaking with your lips, but your heart is far from what God is doing. I'm teeing you up for 2020. This message is tough. But look where the culture is going to. And look at all of these men that God is using, the women that God is using. They've all got one thing in common. The golden thread for a key is honor. The spirit of honor. I'm asking the Lord, go and let the worship team come up. This morning, some of you need to ask the Lord to break your hearts because you're telling your husbands you love them, but your heart is not in it. You're already divorced. In your heart, you somewhere else. You're in the house, but you're gone. Some of you in this church, 
but you're gone already. Your dishonor is coming through clear. It's clear. And I'm not asking you to honor me. That's not a man demanding honor is not. That's not honor. The Bible says that's not honor. You must make up in your mind. I'm giving you the secrets to my life. That God, when He wakes me up in the morning, all my life, I can tell you, in the presence of God, God will ask me to go and fix something, fix something in my heart, go and correct that thing with that person, go and change that thing over there, go and sow seed in that person's life, go and make a call to that person, honor the people that have helped you before. There's some people that, you know, that have gone before me, and maybe God has graced us to do a little bit more, and it's, it's awesome. But the truth is that I don't dishonor them because they helped me along the way. Who's helped you? Sons know how to honor. An orphan finds a problem with this. Because a, a servant is looking for payment. But a son is looking for his inheritance. You've got to make up your mind that you're not going to stop coming to church and play church. You're asking God for a key. There are keys that God has been speaking to Pastor Z about for the family mountain. God is dropping this key. Pass me the key. Don't need the key. Lay around. That's the keys for the family. The Lord is speaking to you about what it means for all of us, what it means for the city, what it means for us as a family, and for all the families in this house. The wisdom is going to flow. The anointing is going to break yokes. You're going to preach with an authority. You're going to walk with the love of God. Strategies will be unfolded. Wisdom is going to be downpoured. The hand of God's upon you from this day forward. That whatever you're asking the Lord for, you're going to be preaching with a fire. It's going to come with a revelation. And the people are going to be helped and healed because of this key of the family that's inside of you. Receive that this morning. There are sons in this house that should be in government. There are sons in this house that should be in the education department. Running franchises of kingdom schools in there. There's place for media. There's businesses that God wants to release. Creative stuff. God's releasing. New albums. One album shoots it. You know, you're going to find a whole lot of people that will come in there and, and think and pretend like they're Christians. Why? Because that album, Christ is King, is making money. But he never came for the money. He came to honor the King. Are you with me this morning? It's all about Jesus. And if you dishonor his church, you can't go anywhere. Because the church is the vehicle through which the kingdom moves. You begin to flow with the kingdom when you honor his church. That's why I don't get it when musicians don't get their breakthrough. Well, maybe I do. Because some of them could be playing an instrument, but their hearts are not even in the service. Because you can sing songs and it get your breakthrough because you're giving lip service. But your heart's far from God. 
or honor flows from the heart.